Let's go. Escobar on the beat. King Legend Talks. Fire Radio. 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 King Legend Talks. experience in the music industry you know um if you're interested in music this person right here can answer a lot of questions so i definitely wanted to get her on a platform so how are you doing today i'm good good just here in arizona the weather's finally got we finally um, dropped below 100 (laughs) so now we've got our jackets on (laughs) absolutely yeah but it's i'm doing really good thanks where are you located at right now what city this is Virginia, Hampton, Virginia. Oh, wow. Yes. How, is it nice and cool there right now, or what's the weather like? The weather is perfect out here. We're in the 70s all week. Oh, so man, the awesome. weather's definitely perfect. So, <laughs> that's um, awesome. we want to go ahead and, and, you know, give you your flowers, you know, right now, because you've definitely been working hard in this music industry. You've done so much. I mean, your your music, for an example, has been on shows such as MTV The Hills, you know, The City, uh, Taking the Stage. Like, how does that feel to have your music uh, recognized on that level? Um, it's actually really great. It's funny because, um, you know, when you write music, you write because you love it and you're, you're not sure what's going to, what direction it's going to take or who's going to who's going to be down with your music. But um, yeah, it felt really good to, to get the recognition and to get it on shows like that because I watch shows all the time like that. And I always listen, I listen differently or I watch differently. So I always listen to the music in the background. I thought, oh, it'd be great to have my stuff on there, you know? So yeah, yeah, Absolutely. I'm excited. How did you even get that done? Like I'm quite sure so many people that would be interested in having their music, yeah. you know, selected to be on a program or something like that. Is there any tips or pointers you can point to someone um, or give to them? Um, really, to be honest, it's a, it's a matter of like marketing and promotions and stuff. So with me, I met a guy who was uh, doing promotions for uh, TV and film. And he uh, what I would so, so I'd give my music to him and then he would submit to different shows. And then 
if one um, hit, then obviously we'd go and get under contract and do the whole paperwork side of it. But it's a matter of, um, you know, there's different platforms now you can do that, um, some different platforms, but you got to be careful because I'm not, not all of them are legit. You pay sometimes to get it out there. But mm -hmm. if you can find a really good person like I did, um, he's not, the bummer part is he's not working in that anymore. He's, he went on to do working with bands and, and manage bands, but he was, that was all he was doing was working TV and film. So if you can find a good TV and film, uh, promoter, that's the way to go for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it has a lot to do with the networking side of things too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, for uh, sure. For sure. So yeah. how important, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're okay. You're okay. <laughs> I was going to say, how important is it to have a, a good team around your brand? Because a lot of artists, you know, I feel like they kind of get disconnected because they think everything mm -hmm. is about their talent. But yeah. sometimes they forget it's it's a business. It's called the music business for a reason. So yeah, there is sure. a lot of things, there's a lot of moving pieces going on um, mm -hmm. behind the scenes that really help elevate artists. So yeah. um, from your experience and everything that you've witnessed and been through, uh, what kind of advice could you give to lead someone in the right direction in that area? I think I would um, just use your... Um just use your knowledge and use your referrals from friends, like really do your homework and find a team that it doesn't have to be a big team. It doesn't have to be somebody that works with famous people. It has to be a team that of legitimate people that really are behind you and that will work for you. Um, and so my team is literally myself and another girl right now. I mean, that's how small I am now. I mean, I'm even right. smaller than I was last month because I, I downsized even more, but I'm still always looking for good booking agents or a good PR person or good marketing. But I think it's important now with everything online, you have to have a good marketing person. Mm -hmm. And so I have a girl that's amazing. She's also a singer songwriter, amazing girl from Nashville, but she helps me uh, at least schedule posts. So we do our posts together like a week out, but we, like I'll send her stuff to post and then we'll get the verbiage down and then she'll schedule it, which really helps me. Then I can focus on, answering the emails and direct messages and all that good stuff. So it allows me a little bit more time than getting on and scheduling posts every day. So I know it's going to be done a week out, which is nice. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that's really, really helped me. So I would, you know, and then working on our page and keeping the page consistent, like, um, and it's taken time to get it to where you want it. Like whether you post music Monday or travel Tuesday or, or a quote or, you know, kind of finding a consistency that works for your brand and making sure you're, it's your, it's your business card really. So you've got to have a professional, as professional as you can, uh, Instagram, I think, you know, mm -hmm. and, and all Facebook and everything else as well. So it's, it's a package yeah. deal, you know, um, yeah. it's very, it's very rare. You see someone in today's market kind of make it without having that full package, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. Everything you do has to be professional, number one. And it has to be organized. You know, I think that's yeah. a huge deal. People have to know what it is you're about nowadays because yeah. people are losing out on business just by not having their Instagram right or yeah, it's true. not having their Twitter right. You know, like it's so crazy because the the tables have turned nowadays, mm -hmm. you know, um, with social media. It has really redesigned the industry as a whole. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. why I brought that up, because I feel like uh, a lot of people really forget about that. And we're not even yeah. just talking about music. We're talking about business in general. Yeah, um, oh, for sure. Like, imagine a business that has not tapped into the Internet marketplace. Like, you're losing out on so <laughs> many customers right now, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's putting us in places where we can actually uh, meet people we would have never met. For example, me mm -hmm. and you having this conversation right here. Um, yeah, for sure. 
it's so many different things that's available to everyone. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about the music, okay? Okay. So okay. You're, you're singer, you're, you're songwriter. What mm -hmm. came first? Did you just one day out of the blue realize, oh, I can sing, and, and you just started <laughs> singing? Or was it more focused on, because some people do this, you know, they focus mm -hmm. on writing songs, like, and then they start singing and be like, oh, I sound yeah. good on this. Okay. So what yeah, was it oh for God. you? <laughs> well, I started singing when I was little. Um, like I was a young girl, my mom would play piano. So we would sing it around my house a lot. So I grew up with the, her playing piano and us singing. And, and I knew I loved it. I knew that it, you know, just felt right. And I would take some, I took some voice lessons when I was younger. I did some choir and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. But I really did not get started until later in life. Um, I met a producer named Tony Papa from Los Angeles. And I was kind of, yeah, I was nervous to work with him because um, he was actually friends of, well, my friend, that was her brother-in-law. And she kept saying, I got to introduce you, but I didn't have any music ready for him. And first impressions are everything. So I said, I don't, I'm nervous. And I, I did delay it. I kept delaying it, delaying it. Cause I was like, what do I get? What am I going to do? Like I've never mm -hmm. been in front of a producer. So he sent me a song called tears, which is on my very first album. And he said, when you come to LA, I want you to work on the song and we come in, we'll do the song in studio and just see how you sound. So he, it was nice that he gave me that opportunity. And I went in and we sang tears and then, started, you know, hanging out in the studio and he's like, I, we should do a full album together. And I, and I hadn't started writing yet. So that's wow. kind of how that did. So my very first album is um, a few covers and then, and then other people's music that we selected to be on the album. Cause I didn't, I didn't know I could write at that point. I had never tried. So, right. um, yeah, I didn't even realize it was even in the cards for me to write music. So yeah, I just thought I want to do this. It feels right. And then we, we started doing tours, like just started doing shows and anyone we could, you know, anywhere we could perform and then it wasn't until like two or three years later that I met a producer here named Gardner Cole, who's worked with Jody Watley, um, Amy Grant, Madonna. He wrote that song, Open Your Heart. So he's, it's crazy mm -hmm. when I go in his studio, I'm like, oh my God, it's amazing to see his like, like crazy, like, you know, all of his memorabilia on the wall of all of his accolades. But he said, why don't you write with me? Like, why don't we write sometime? And I thought, uh, I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know how. And he just right. said, go home, go home and start, you know, put some stuff down and like find someone else that, you know, look, look at the music. And that's really how it started. I went home and I started thinking about what I wanted to write about. And I wrote two songs, one called Walk Away and one called You'll Never Know and mm -hmm. went back to the studio with him. And that's kind of how it all started. And now, that's the, that was the beginning for songwriting for me. That's an amazing beginning. Um, that's, that's incredible. I know you had to yeah. feel so many emotions um, just being in the right place at the right time, you know, yeah. to even have those conversations. I mean, I feel like they played a crucial role into your success so far. Um, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, they would beg for that situation to happen. I feel like you were destined to do what you're doing, you know? Yeah. So what, yeah. Was that, what was that moment where it just hit you like, all right, I'm going places with this. Like, this is, this is a little different. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny because I still, even now when I go in the studio, um, I, every time I write a song, like the very first time I told you the song I wrote with Gardner, um, when we first heard it come to life, I think that's when it like hit me. Cause you know, you see the words on the thing and you hear a melody. And then when you first hear it played back, it's like the most magical feeling because all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, that's, that's amazing. That's what we've been doing. And then you hear it mm -hmm. come, 
to life, I call it. And it's just the best, that's the best feeling ever. So to me, I, even now, any song I do, like the minute I hear it come and you hear the recording and you hear like all of it. And sometimes I'll go, gosh, did I write that? Like you have to look back and say, I don't even remember. How did I write that? Um, right. So yeah. And writing comes in waves for me. Like it, um, I always hear different songs and music, but that to me was when I realized like, this is, this is really like, if I can write now um, in addition to singing, then it's going to open more doors for me. And, and um, I really do love to write. So it's cool, but I didn't That's know I could. Cool. Like most people don't realize that you can and right. like any, anyone, I mean, I could, I can't teach everyone how to write, but I'm saying if they sat down and really thought about it and really started to find a structure that worked for them, they could probably write songs as well. <laughs> so, That's true. Yeah, you know, yeah. a, a lot of people have talents where to them, they don't feel like it's really a talent because they're so, um, it's so easy for them. And other people, mm -hmm. it might be complicated or difficult or more challenging. So yeah. for some people, um, I find that they're really good at something and it doesn't mm -hmm. pique that interest because they don't feel like it's challenging enough. But yeah. that's a gift, you know, when yep. it's a gift, mm -hmm. it's, it's that um, it's God given as talent, you know, you can't really yeah. compare it to anything else. Um, so and, yeah. and what you have going on with the songwriting, um, was there ever a song that you wrote and you just thought, okay, it's not going to do that well, or it's just okay. But then yeah. when it, when it actually went out, it was a completely <laughs> polar opposite result. Yeah. I've had songs where, um, well, I'm writing and I thought, uh, is this for me? Is this meant for me to sing? Um, because I am shopping my music in Nashville and stuff. So certain songs I've written, um, are not necessarily for me. And, and like, we're shopping them. Um, I've written some songs out in Nashville with a couple guys and there's some that I was like, oh, God, I would love to sing it. But it doesn't feel like it, even though I love, love, love it, it's not meant for me. And I'm hoping that it gets picked up. So those are songs like that where I've like think, thought like, wow, I wonder if it's going to do well. And then I start playing it for other people and they start responding. Right. Um, yeah. And especially like in Nashville, we've done certain songs that I've like recorded with Gardner, for example, that are more pop, pop mm -hmm. style, adult contemporary. And then I went and had a couple of um singer songwriters out in nashville like just do a demo for me just very country uh because mm -hmm. i don't have a country twang or a sound in my voice and it's amazing what it can do to a song i mean it's just like is that the same song you know and some people prefer it country some people prefer it pop but um yeah i try to shop the market so if i'm going country and it's really then i, I it doesn't hurt to have a country singer who has more of a country vibe to her voice um, right. once in a while once i do it once in a while I'll shop it for you but yeah so i think it's fun just to see like certain songs where i wasn't sure how people would respond and then they they loved it so that's that's a, always a nice thing absolutely i mean i think that's a big deal and it's such a rewarding feeling as well because mm -hmm. um yeah. you know we're our we can be our hardest critic you know like yeah. we, we expect so much of ourselves we set the bar really high and we don't accept anything less. You know, some people mm -hmm. just have that in them. Like this is not to my standards, you know? And then it's like, other people are like, are you, you tripping right now. That's, that's really <laughs> good. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. So sometimes it'd be like that where things really just work out better than we imagined. Um, mm -hmm. Now moving forward to the support system. How, mm -hmm. how, how big is that for you? Um, you mean support of like family, friends? That yeah, like how work? how yeah. important is it to have a support system um, with anything you're doing in life? 
I think it, it is well, sometimes, you know, like I said, music, like my, my music, my genre, some people might like rock. Some people might like country, more country, mm -hmm. more, more like you never know. Some people like, you know, singer songwriter. So what I write isn't always for everyone's ears. Like, maybe, you know, some people might like rap and some people mm -hmm. might just not be into what I'm doing. But I think if you find the right group of people to support you, um, family, friends, um, you know, people that you work with on your team, um, I think it's really important to have that in your circle because that, that you know, that helps keep you positive and, and, and motivated to want to do more. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, even on Instagram, like meeting people that really enjoy your music or getting feedback or interacting with people that do like, do like your stuff. That right. keeps me motivated. So that support system is really big to keep you going, I think, Absolutely. so that you're not discouraged. Because, I mean, everybody gets told no. Everybody, you know, you have to have thick skin in this industry because you don't know who's going to like your stuff. And somebody might right. not like your music at all, but then you go to somebody else and it's a hit. So mm -hmm. you don't know. You just don't know. It's all subjective. So you just right. have to throw it out there. And if you're writing and truly writing from your heart, and singing because you love it, uh, event, that shows up, I think, in, in, in the vulnerability in your voice and everything. I think it does show up, and people do respond well to that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that's it's, it's really important. And, you know, that just kind of makes me think about knowing your audience, how important that is. That is, like, so key to a lot of people's success. You're marketing mm -hmm. your music to the wrong audience, and then you're judging your music on it. That's not yeah. the way to go about it. <laughs> no. you know, um, well, then you'll be discouraged. You're like, oh, no, nobody right. likes my stuff. <laughs> like, no, nobody likes it yeah. over there. You yeah. need to try yeah. and move it over <laughs> here and see what they might say. You know, yeah. um, that sure. happens to a lot of local mu musicians. You know, um, they, mm -hmm. they feel like if it doesn't work in my city, then it's over. You know? Right, um, right. No, this is 2021. Like, if it doesn't yeah. work in your city, try it somewhere else. You don't even have yeah. to go to that other city nowadays. You know, there's no. <laughs> many different ways you can reach people, you know. Um, sure. and, and that's the same with business, you know, just like in real estate. You know, it might be not a good market over here right now. But, mm -hmm. hey, if you tap into this market over there, you might have some better opportunity. Yeah, so, for um, sure. And I'm delving into other, sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, you go, go ahead. Uh, de delving into other uh, genres is really cool. And for me, that's another way that you can stay um, active or relevant in different genres. So like I've done some, some tracks where I've sang the chorus uh, or the hook, I should say, on like a hip hop track. Mm -hmm. uh, I did a song with Cam Carter called Reaching Out For You. And uh, we met through the internet during COVID and he reached out and said, hey, what do you think? And next thing you know, we're on the phone. And then we're writing this song about the pandemic and blah, blah, blah. And I'm right. recording from here and he's recording from there. And now, you know, we have a song that came out great. Um, and so you, it's, it's like, I like um, going into different genres of music and I love doing the hip hop traps tracks are really fun for me. Um, mm -hmm. It's a different, it's a different like sound in my voice. It's a different vibe. It's super fun. Um, and I have another track coming out too with a girl. Uh, her name is Eye Candy and she's awesome. She's got some songs out now, but um, this song that's coming out called Hit the Road, it's going to be, we're just waiting on uh, a little, a few logistics paperwork wise to get done as far mm -hmm. as the sample. And that's going to be coming out. And that's completely different than if anyone knows my style of music, right. they're going to hear this, but they, they know they'll hear me on the hook. And, and it was fun. It was really fun to do. So yeah. And I see Cleves. Hi. 
I, um, he and I have a track. So another one coming out. So I've got a mm. couple of tracks coming out with people that I think are really fun to do. And we're just, just waiting to drop them and see, but it's nice to like do the hook and hear a different style and, and like kind of lose yourself in that different genre. But yeah, just staying active and collaborating with as many genres. I mean, don't, don't limit yourself for sure. That's, you know, that's Absolutely. the last thing you should do. And I was going to mm-hmm. ask you, cause you, you know, we just kind of briefly talked about COVID. So, how has COVID, how have you adjusted to the pandemic? Uh, well, to be honest, uh, I was actually really busy through the whole pandemic. I had just come from Nashville and I had, did, I had shot some pictures and I had had a really cool show and we did some video and, and it was really fun. I was excited to go back. And then mm-hmm. COVID hit in March. Uh, well, really, it started to hit around March of that year. Mm-hmm. And um, so then everything stopped. And while we were in COVID, people are on the internet, people are on Clubhouse, people are on just anywhere to like interact with people. Absolutely. And um, I stayed really busy. Um, I met an, an entirely new family in Radio Clubhouse, which is in which is a room within Clubhouse of mm. all these amazing people. Dante Hawkins, he's he's amazing, amazing musicians themselves. But started this room where all of us can go in and talk and play our music and get your music heard. I did that. I did a lot of charity work um, with Burvan Capital um, with a guy uh, named Val. He's amazing. He did, we did like five different charity events and it taught me how to like record from home. It taught me how to sing on Zoom, which is not, it's not fun on Zoom, but (laughs) it doesn't always sound great, but you know what I mean? Like people don't expect you to sound amazing on Zoom because you're kind of boxy and it's not meant for singing. It's meant Mm -hmm. for meetings. But you do what you got to do. And we, we did, I mean, like I said, they asked me to do the first event and I said, oh, I don't, I don't know if I should do it because I, I'd have to sing with my track. I don't have a guitar player here. And it's like, no, no, I want you to do it and sing to track if you want. So that's how that started. And then from there, I started helping them get all their musicians for the different events and Andrea Puccelli Foundation's involved with them. So that's what I did the entire pandemic is stay collaborating and busy and meeting people online and just really delved into the whole online market. Absolutely. That's all you could do. Yeah. The, yes. The, the pandemic for a lot of people gave them no option but to focus on something. If you yeah. ever had an excuse in your life, oh, I can't do it because of mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. Well, yeah. the pandemic gave you time to really have tunnel vision and focus sure. on your ideas and then yeah. have a plan and take action. You know, yeah. um, a lot of people, they, they have these dreams, they have these thoughts, but what are you doing to act on those? You know, if, yeah you're just thinking about it they're not doing mm-hmm. anything if you have a seed and you don't put it in the ground it's not going to grow you there yeah, has to sure. be an action there and i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people have the opportunity to um really go to the drawing board during this pandemic and make yeah. something happen you know um, absolutely and you yeah. know i gotta say you know the pandemic was it was strong for me you know i actually mm-hmm. caught covid 12 days on a ventilator yep Oh my god! You know what? I saw that, um, and I I was going to ask you about that. And uh, how scary! Like, yeah, how, how was that? Was must have been terrifying. It it was, and you know, it was a blessing in disguise, though. Um, not catching COVID, I'm I'm not going to say that was a blessing. Yeah, but the root of what came out of it, you know, um, mm-hmm. this podcast, for an example, started in the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Right. And it and it yeah. just took flight from there with all of this focus that I was talking about, that tunnel vision I was talking yeah. about, taking that energy and pushing it and putting it somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. You're talking about a guy who almost died 
come out of the hospital, I'm having a rehab. You know, I had to start all the way over. Had nerve damage in my right arm. All of that. I had to start over from scratch. And let me tell you something. The craziest thing about it was the fact that I felt like I was at my peak before the pandemic. Like, Mm -hmm. the stuff I was doing, I was taking pictures, a photographer, all of that. Taking pictures of celebrities, whole thing concerts all that just living it up having the best time ever you know um it was a huge wake-up call um for me and then you know i was in the hospital you start to realize i can't take none of this stuff with me you start to think about i got all these goals i haven't accomplished them yet i had Mm -hmm. things i put off Mm -hmm. i hope anyone's listening i had things i put off but guess (laughs) what after that recovery phase I stopped putting things off. I, I said wow. no more procrastination. We're gonna take action. Yeah, so that was my little scoop on on um COVID nineteen. You know, we're we're past that now. I'm blessed and we're moving forward. So that's why I wanted to really take some time yeah. to talk about that. Now, as far as advice, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to last long in the music industry? Mm-hmm. I think, well, with music, it's timeless. So there is, it's the cliche, it's timeless, but it is because I mean, look, mm-hmm. look who's out there touring right now. Look who's still in Vegas performing and has their shows and it doesn't matter what age you are in music. So that's the kind of, that's the cool thing about it is mm-hmm. your music can be timeless as well. It depends on the style you write. And even so, like, look at the songs that are coming back. Like the Stevie Nicks dream song is coming back. I did a cover of that as well. But like mm-hmm. to see it, to see it go on, like go viral on TikTok by the guy, you know, with the, <laughs> on the whole thing, the way it did is it brought it back, which is, it's, is a song that we all love. But some people that didn't grow up on that are now growing up like, oh, my God, that's the best song ever. So it's right. it, music in, introduced to all different age groups now. Um, mm-hmm. It's funny to hear the different the younger age group listening to stuff that we grew up on. And um, so it's cool. So like, I feel like you can in order to make, you have to continue writing. So write, if you're a writer, write. If you're, write as much as you can. You just never know what's going to stick. You never know who you're going to collaborate with. Collaborate all day long. Like, you know, don't, don't be too, um, I mean, you have to be selective, of course, but like Mm -hmm. always entertain an opportunity. Like don't, don't put your nose up. Oh, I don't, he's only got, you know, X amount of followers. I don't want to work. No, you have to always hear the music, hear the personality and see if it's for you or not. But I think that's going to hold your longevity the longer that you can stay um, with all of your energy focused on what you're doing in your craft and in mm-hmm. that way and, and really engaging with your fans and building a fan base. And it takes time. It's a marathon. It's definitely not a sprint. It's not mm-hmm. a quick fix. You're not going to get 20,000 fans overnight. I mean, it could, it happens, but like most likely it's going to take you a while to build. And right. I've been building for a while, so it takes a long time, but you have to put your work in. You have to be able to, and you be willing to interact with people on Instagram. Like if people are responding to your music, you know, not just a little emoji back, like, Hey, thanks. You know, you've got to engage and say, thank you and be grateful. And I think that that's helping me build my fan base because I do, I really do care. Right. And I really do take the time to answer as many emails, or direct messages as I can, because it's important to me. Like, and sometimes you may put a little like prayer hand right? <laughs> or a heart or, you know what I mean? Like sometimes that's all you're going to say if they said something like that back. But, at least acknowledging the people that right. are acknowledging you, it's really important because you, um, 
the more you can put your energy into this, the longer you're going to last. And um, that's what I think I would do. Continue to do it, continue to write, continue to collaborate. But the collaborations to me are, are what can take you to a totally different genre. Like, I mean, like, right. like reaching out for you with Cam, he and I, it's, I've done one other, well, I've done two other songs in that genre of mm-hmm. hip hop. And one of them we're still waiting to release because we had, we had some complications with the sample. So we have to, you know, you have to do it legally. So right. we're still waiting on permission because during COVID they switched managers and it's, so it's been a mess, but I cannot wait for that song to come out. Um, and it's super fun and super cool. And um, so just keeping yourself open to different, different genres, different people, different collaborations. I think it'll keep you, longer lasting longer in the business for sure absolutely now i might be jumping the gun a little bit here um i don't know why my mind is on christmas but for some (laughs) reason i don't know what it is but there's something about christmas carols right that never go Mm -hmm. out of style yeah have you ever thought about working on christmas carols for us i have but you know it's funny i say that every christmas (laughs) and i still haven't done it um, I do love like it's funny because I feel like if I want to if I'm going to do them mm-hmm. you, you kind of want to like the the fun songs now too are the ones that sound a little bit different than the originals but it's really hard to beat the classics you know it's right. really hard to like de- to go too far away from what the originals sounded like but like I mean look at Mariah Carey's Christmas album every year right. just like beats the charts like it's crazy so Absolutely. and she's been doing it for years so I have thought about it I do need to get off my my butt and do it <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do. I, I wanted to try to like go into it with um, maybe a little bit of a twist on certain songs, or maybe write my own Christmas songs. Like with the See, that's what I was gonna go with that because yeah, I'm like yeah. that's a um that's a a very sensitive market, you know. Like yeah, the Christmas for sure. People are yep. big on tradition when it comes to Christmas, right? Yeah. So how do you create a new Christmas theme song, like what people listen to? <laughs> For the generations to come, how do you create something new? Like, that's, that's why. That's like the that's million why, dollar question. <laughs> that's why I haven't done it yet. <laughs> right. Because I don't know that answer yet. But I, I have thought about it, and I do like when I was, I was working. It was last Christmas, even. I was trying to like come up with some creative lyrics and and ways that I felt about Christmas. And then, um, but like you said, everybody loves the classics. So maybe mm-hmm. a combination to me would be like writing writing a cool Christmas song that's my own, like my own, like, you know, idea yeah. about Christmas and then mixing it in with some other originals that you've redone and just kind of keep it where people still want to hear their old favorite, the way it's done, you know, cause I try to keep the originals. I mean, covers I do as close mm-hmm. to the original with a little bit of flair of my own little, my own little flair, but I do try to keep them um, close. But yeah, that is a tough one because people do like their, their classics, right. including yeah. me. I do love the classics. I feel like, um, <laughs> To, I think part of the answer will be it has to come with a complete package, which means it has to be more yeah. than just a song. It has to be yeah. a movie. It has to be a yeah. cartoon. It has to have <laughs> something that can grab yeah. every age group. It has to be a. Yeah. It's so many things that mm-hmm. it has to do correctly that yeah. it's almost impossible at this point. And you have like, to, it has to like, be catchy. Yeah, catchy. Yes. You have to have something people want to hear over and over and over. And that's yep. the tricky part because it, it may be pretty, but it might not be like, you know, you're not going to put it on replay <laughs> when you have Absolutely. people over. But yeah, I, it's a tough one. So I believe me, it's not, it hasn't left my mind, but it's always something if, as we start getting close to Christmas, I'm like, should I try to write a song? Should I like, what right. should I do? But um, I am going to Nashville in November 
and I'm going to talk to my guitar player about a couple of songs that I started to kind of mess with and see what he thinks. And, and maybe who knows, maybe if not this Christmas, <laughs> I got a <laughs> little idea on how it's going to happen. And mark okay. my words, people. I think it's going to be a TikTok video that goes viral and someone's going <laughs> to create a song or, and it's going to just stick and people are going to play it over and over and yeah. over again. <laughs> And then in yeah. the future generations, they're going to be like, where did that song come from? Well, one time on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's true. I yeah. think that's TikTok probably how it will happen. TikTok is how everything, I think, uh, TikTok and Reels is like amazing, but I, I still need to get on the TikTok wagon because I don't even know how to do it. Like, I right. laugh my butt off at watching other people's stuff, but I really don't know. I'm not creative enough yet, and I still it's a learning process for me to, to figure out how to do the fun stuff on TikTok. But yeah, there's so many viral videos mm -hmm. And if mm -hmm. it just takes one song, uh, somebody to do a dance to it or something funny to it, and it'll just take off. Uh, it's getting to the right. point nowadays where people are losing the identity of the artist over the song. It's like, yeah, how do you not know who sung the song? Because yeah. well, I just knew it from this TikTok video. There was people dancing. I just did the challenge. <laughs> I didn't know the artist. Oh That's my god! Crazy. And there's so many crazy challenges now that I can't even I can't even like look at some of them. That that right. crate challenge! Oh my god! I thought I was oh gonna die. Goodness. I had to like look away. <laughs> I can't. I'm like tell me about like, it. Hurt, hurt and killed, and then I'm like, you oh know, my god! I can't even watch. But I yeah, felt some yeah. type of way about it, and then you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> people be like, uh, just let them have fun. I'm like, yeah. it's not gonna be fun when they're broken neck no. and they're in the hospital. No. Yeah, you that know, can't um, be fun when you see people like that are. I saw this one guy, and I, I didn't even, I, and then I wanted to know, is he okay, right? And then you don't know because the video's gone. And then you're right. like, well, what happened? Like me, I want to know, was he okay? I mean, he fell on his neck. Like, did he, is he alive? Like, um, yeah. But yeah, it's crazy what TikTok has done. And it's good for artists as well. Like, like I said, I haven't started throwing videos and stuff up there. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. I like the funny stuff, like personally. <laughs> right. I think the funny, funnier videos and funnier takes to me are like, I think the way to go. But like for music, musicians, um, sometimes it's a matter of somebody doing a dance to your stuff, or mm -hmm. maybe that's how your song will catch. Like somebody did a little quick little TikTok dance to it. But um, uh, so yeah, I'm always, I'm always, my mind's always turning. <laughs> absolutely. So legacy, that's what we're big on in this podcast. You know, we always talk about legacy. All the special guests I get up here, I always ask them, what do they want to be remembered for? You know, we all work hard. We're working every single day to be the better version of ourselves. But when is that time? What do you want people to really remember you for? Like, what is all this for? Yeah, I think I would like people to remember me um, for my clean clothes shade. No, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I would like them to just know that um, I think I want my music to have touched people. And it, it like, I, I want them to know that like, um, I write from my heart. So sharing my music and sharing the message and, and being able to touch people, whether it's two people or 2 million people, mm -hmm. um, I would love to be remembered for somebody who wrote from their heart, who cared, who's a genuine person, who's authentic, because um, it really is, it really does mean a lot to me. You know, writing isn't just writing. It's not like I do it because I love it. So I would like for people to know like that I'm a good person. I'm a good, I have a big heart. I, you know, I'm very supportive of everyone. I, I want mm. everybody to succeed. So I'm not just about me, like, but I do want people to know that, that I'm doing this for the right reasons. I'm doing this because I love it. And I'm, I'm sharing because I want other people to, 
to take what I have taken from music and, and maybe they can experience a little of that when they hear it, you know, cause when I listen to mm-hmm. music, I listen to it in a different way. I, you know, I take the lyrics to heart. Sometimes if I'm having a bad day, like sad songs are what I need to hear, you know, and it helps you heal or maybe a good song that just keeps you upbeat. Um, I just want my music to touch people. So I think that's what I would hope that they would take away from it. And that's what I would be like. She, she really cared about her, the people that supported her and, the, and her fans are, people that liked her music and, you know, just, mm. just to keep doing it. Thank you, Jonna. I see. Absolutely. Hi, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I can tell, you know, like it's very radiant off you that you got a big heart. Um, and, and it translates through your music as well. I feel like you really you. Um, share yourself with the listener, you know, in your mm-hmm. song. Um, the emotion you. there, it connects when you're listening. Um, it can really so just much. take you to a different place if you really mm-hmm. focus on the lyrics that you're saying um what was your most vulnerable moment in your song like name a song where you feel like you were the most vulnerable where you really just kind of expressed yourself i think shattered um well there's two songs shattered um was one of the songs that i wrote that it kind of wrote itself and i felt like it was uh it it was a, a song that really was extremely vulnerable and I thought when people hear it they're going to be like oh like you feel like they can see right through you or like now they know your business you know what I mean like now you've mm-hmm. got everybody knowing what you're going through but you right. write that way and I write that way to share share with people so that they can heal like so if somebody's going through a breakup um for example like shattered is what it's I mean the title is shattered but it literally was about having your heart broken and being at that place in um in my life when I wrote it uh, and so I was nervous at first to to release it because I thought that people were going to know exactly, you know, a little too much, like TMI. <laughs> now they yeah, know too, too much, much about me. But mm-hmm. it was important that I released it raw like that in the way it's supposed to admit because those are my feelings. So mm-hmm. as as vulnerable as I felt, I felt like it was important to release it that way and not sugarcoat it. And, and, um, and yeah, people people could say, I wonder if that really happened to her, but it really did. So, mm-hmm. um, and I wasn't, I'm, I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or, or like to say it, but it, but it was a little bit of like, Ooh, God, I'm gonna throw it out there and see what happens. Um, right. So that's tough and it, it is tricky. And I wrote another song um, uh, called uh, How Can I? And mm-hmm. it's a song that I had written for my sister and it was about, you know, some stuff that we went through as kids and how she was my rock at the time to um, to go through that. And I remember, um, you know, being in, like the very first time I did it live, um, people that were there that knew the stuff. Like, it's just the same thing, like having that vulnerable thing, talking about something personal and people hearing the lyrics and you felt like you're like exposed. It's like a very vulnerable feeling when you mm-hmm. sing like that. Because then you, I mean, you look at people are looking at you like, wow that that happened or you know so yeah but that's big though because you've given Mm -hmm. you've given other people that's gone through similar things a voice Mm -hmm. you know um you're also you're giving them like this feeling where wow i wasn't the only one that gone through that you know um i think a lot of people can feel alone in life when they go through certain emotions you feel like oh man nobody's gonna understand nobody knows Mm -hmm. how i feel you know, yeah. and then to have someone like you that really just put your heart out there in the music and mm-hmm. they hear it, it's like they relate to it so much that yeah. actually it's like therapy. And, yeah. you know, that's how music can become people's therapy and, sure. and in such a way and help people bounce back and get over certain situations. Mm-hmm. So I sing, just, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. Um, Go ahead. I did a song called, um, 
Oh my God. <laughs> I totally forgot. <laughs> <I> <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so good that I forgot about it. Um, right. No, it was a very sad song after something that had happened in our family and um, holding on to love is the song. And it's also the name of my second album, but mm. our family went through some, something very tragic. Uh, we lost a family member um, who was, um, who went missing in a skiing, a skiing. Uh, he was skiing and he went missing him and his, his friend, Wow. Uh, long story short, it was very, very sad for our family. They looked for months and months and months. It was horrible. So um, out of that the whole thing, we did a charity event and we raised money for them to keep searching. And it was in the crazy time of like in Colorado, the, the snow was like 20 feet deep. It was insane. So we, they had mm. to stop the efforts. So out of this whole thing, when it was all said and done, sadly, of course, they did not find them, but they did find the bodies later. And it was super sad. And I remember being at the funeral and, um, feeling like for my cousin it, it, um watching I, I just couldn't fathom how he could leave there like leaving the gravesite. like it just to me it was just like it hit me so hard so then right. i started writing um holding on to love from that from that experience vicariously watching him go through that and watching his heart just being crushed and all of our you know all of our family of course were crushed but like knowing mm -hmm. him as the parent was on another level and I couldn't imagine how he could walk away. So right. holding on to love is about, I, I wrote it very general because I didn't want it to just be about, I wanted people to be able to relate to it that might've lost somebody, um, whether it's an actual loss like death or if it's actual loss like in a relationship. So it's just about how you feel like, like you know, in time I will, I will believe in love again and, and my heart will, you know, learn to breathe again. It's like all these things that you talk about. And I sang it at a funeral uh, it was really hard. My, my friend's mom passed away and, and I didn't realize that people had taken it that, you know, like thought about it that way, but she yeah. asked me if I would sing it. It was hard. I had to look away from everybody. I couldn't look at, I loved her mom. So I couldn't even look at anybody. I had to look like pretend I was like by myself and sing. And then I broke down after, but like that kind of song that came out of something tragic. Uh, it, it, it is a very personal song to me, but um, right. I think people can relate to it. And anytime you've lost somebody or lost someone in your life and even a relationship or a breakup is a loss, you know, and you can feel that same, that same mm -hmm. uh, feeling from it, the words. Right. You know, that's, so, that's, I'm so sorry. That's such a big deal to me because like I've been at funerals and people have sung at the funeral, you know, at first I never understood like, why are you singing at somebody's funeral, you know? Um, yeah. But then again, there's different reasons behind it. You know, some people mm -hmm. want their funerals to be exciting. I want you to remember that last moment. I want you to yeah. remember how happy of a person I was. Mm -hmm. You know, and other people, it's, it's more of a symbolic thing. You know, it's For showing sure. respect, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so music is therapy. That's that's how we yeah. conclude. It's true. It's true. Music <laughs> is therapy. That's, Definitely. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Because at the end of the day, you know that's you walking in your purpose you mm -hmm. know like when you can when you can um make people feel better about themselves i feel like that should that's everybody's purpose your yeah. purpose is to make people feel good you know right. we're here to mm -hmm. build each other up and make yep. each other better you know Absolutely. and that's including yourself when you look in the mirror you know mm -hmm. that's our purpose for being here so finding your purpose ask yourself by doing this will i make somebody else better yeah because when you can answer yes to that question mm -hmm. i feel like that's going to be your purpose you know it's going to be lined yeah. up with that you know so yeah. 
continue doing what you're doing. You know, you, you. you're doing an amazing job. Thank um, you I had so an much. outstanding conversation with you today. Me um, too. Thank you. I appreciate it. You, yes, you, you took me to a couple of places in my thought process where <laughs> it got real emotional for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. I was like, okay, we started talking about COVID and then we started talking about these funerals. But at I the know, end, sorry. Yeah. You know, yeah. but at the end, we brought it all together because yeah. it's all about purpose, guys. And so I hope you guys know what your purpose is because when you wake up in the morning and you know you're walking in your purpose, can't nothing stop you. Absolutely. All. You yeah, know, um, I agree. any obstacle that can get in your way, you're going to tear it down because it's your mm -hmm. purpose. You know, it's your destiny. So purpose right. is key. So I want to say thank you. Is there anything thank else you want to say for the people? No, just thank you for having me. It's been uh, really nice talking to you. And I'm so grateful that you that you know, you went through something so tragic with, with COVID and it's a scary thing. And, and you experienced it firsthand and here you are now um, better even from it. You know, like I know it wasn't at the time probably felt that way, but now and sharing your gift and, and reaching out to people the way you have and touching lives. So you're definitely in your purpose and uh, that's, it's nice to see. Thank you. It was an honor to talk to you today and I hope you have you a great too. weekend. Thank you so much. You too. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye -bye. Thank you so much for making it all the way through another great episode of King Legend Talks. I truly hope you feel motivated to go out and make your dreams come true. If you would like to stay notified on what's happening next and stay connected within the community, please follow the host on social media at KingLegend757 or visit our official website where you will find the video version of this interview at www.KingLegendTalks.com. Thank you so much for your support and may God continue to bless you. Thank you.